0: everyone welcome back to capes and Japes welcome to december we both have blankets which is how you know it's december <laughs> although i will
1: say i am still wearing a tank top
0: yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty fun look
1: you know i mean sometimes i was, you... I was warm because mm-hmm. i was running errands yes. and then i sat down for a while and i started getting chilly so i i pulled a blanket up
0: Oh extremely valid. I am just I'm just cold all the time. Because it is December in New England.
1: Yeah, I hear that it gets cold. I've
0: yes. I mean you did you did go to college <laughs> around here. You have I experienced did. this.
1: I did, I do. I was being <laughs> a little facetious. <laughs> oh a little silly today. <laughs> It's the jester dress.
0: <laughs> oh, of course. It's the branding. Of course. That's... It makes you do little tricks. Tricks and japes. And capes and japes. That's our podcast. Wow. You know, we need to bring more japes. <laughs> I, it's really... I mean, I think... I think we do... <laughs> we do a decent... You're. We could do more japes. I think... I think we could... Maybe we pivot to japes and capes where we mostly just kind of have funny little shenanigans and then sometimes we talk about comic books here's my
1: tight five stand-up routine and now we can talk about (laughs) superheroes
0: (laughs) exactly um uh oh my gosh anyways uh we covered a bunch of dc characters um a bunch of largely kind of spooky, magical DC characters. Um And we are going to go back to Marvel, sort of. It's Marvel now. This is another one that I thought of and I was like, we should do that. And then I forgot to tell you. <laughs>
1: it's okay. It's, thought... very, it's very exciting for me to figure out who we're talking about each week. <laughs>
0: I wanted to talk about Miracle Man, um, also known as Marvel Man. Uh, I did just see, I think Miracle Man has a
1: new series by Neil Gaiman that I literally Uh, just saw at the comic book store today. And I was like, oh, interesting.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that is why. I wanted to talk partly why I wanted to talk about him because he's uh got not it's not entirely a new series but we'll get to that but there okay. are new Miracle Man comics coming out for the first time in a very long time and Miracle Man has a really wild history um so you guys are going to have to st- stay with me <laughs> There's going to be t- multiple different names of people and also comics publishers. Um and we're going to go on a fun uh a fun little roller coaster ride through comic book history.
1: I'm very excited. I'm buckled in. I've yes. got my arms in my feet. I c- I have not been on a roller coaster in a while. I cannot remember the spiel. Um all of all of so, my limbs are inside the car and I'm ready to go. Yes. Some
0: some sometimes they say keep your arms and legs inside the ride and sometimes they say keep your arms, hands, feet and legs inside the ride. Um but yes, we're we're all we're strapped in. Um okay. So, way back when we talked about Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel who later changed his name to shazam um oh god I,
1: I, captain marvel i'm like okay carol and then you're like the the original captain the, marvel and i'm like okay Marvel. then you're like no. shazam and i'm like oh fuck billy
0: yeah billy um it's a roller coaster already <laughs> it's boy it is there's gonna be there's gonna be name changes it's it's a whole thing so, um, that, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call him Shazam for now to avoid confusion. Um, Shazam was originally published by a group called Fawcett Comics. Um, Fawcett, like, the last name, like, Farrah Fawcett, not Fawcett, like, Kitchen Faucet. And, uh, Shazam was, like, a... Like, sold really well as a title. Um, and Fawcett ended up getting sued by DC, um, because, or the, the publishing company that would later become known as DC, um, because they felt that, uh, Shazam was too similar to Superman and it infringed on their copyright. And as part of the lawsuit, Fawcett agreed to stop publishing the whole family of titles. So they had, you know, Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr. and Mary Marvel. They agreed to stop publishing all of them. And then uh, later, when Fawcett went bankrupt, uh, DC ended up buying... Uh, the rights to the characters, which is why, uh, you know, Shazam is now a DC character. When this happened, the company, the uh, UK company that had been reprinting um, the Shazam, the Captain Marvel titles, um, as well as the other stuff Fawcett was doing, was like, oh, shoot. Um, it was a, um, uh, the company was owned by a man named Len Miller. It was just, like, L. Miller and Sons. Um, and he's like, oh, these, uh, these Captain Marvel titles are, like, really popular. Um, we are gonna lose a lot of money if we're not allowed to publish them anymore. What do we do? Uh, and they came up with a plan. Um where they were like, what if we just change the name of the character, uh, and change his appearance a little bit, so it's technically (laughs) not Captain Marvel anymore, and then we just keep publishing and hope people keep buying them because it's basically the same thing. (laughs) Um... So, he, uh, contacted a, uh, writer and artist named Mick Anglo, uh, I was hoping that you were gonna say
1: a copyright lawyer to see-
0: (laughs) To copyright (laughs) lawyer to see if that was cool? Um, (laughs) I feel like- I feel like a copyright lawyer would say probably not, but it was, like, they were a UK company, like doing like black and white reprints of comics <laughs> no. that already existed. So, probably DC wasn't going to care. DC's at this like, point. what are we going to do?
1: Sue a UK company?
0: No. No, that sounds like a lot of work. So, uh, Mick Anglo is the person who comes up with the concept uh, for Marvel Man. Um, that's, that's the name they come up with.
1: I, I Uh would argue that the concept was already there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fair. He doesn't really come up with the concept, but he comes up with the rebranding. There we go, there we go. Um, so this is in, uh, 1954, uh, that Marvel Man makes his first appearance. So it's sort of, like, just... Um, just before the Silver Age of comics. Um, so what, uh, what they did was, uh, I believe when Fawcett was ending the Captain Marvel stories, they had, like, you know, all, they, all of, all of the Marvel family, like, decided to, uh, stop being superheroes, and they gave their powers back to the Wizard Shazam. Um, and then, uh, Miller, the UK publishing company added, uh, like a couple pages after that where Shazam was like, but there's, you know, some new members of the Marvel family who can take over your superhero duties. So don't worry. Um, (laughs) let's just editorialize this comic so
1: that we can get our own thing in there. A, Let's a just backdoor get pilot on somebody
0: else's show. Yeah. Um, so they, like, pub- like I think they put out the final issue of, like, Captain Marvel as, like, Captain Marvel, the Marvel Man. So that when the next one was called Marvel Man, they'd be like, this is still Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> and also supposedly, like, tried to keep the general kind of branding as similar to Captain Marvel as they possibly could. Um, and uh, the, the character design was also like very like new logo, new hair color, slightly different costume, but like pretty similar, similar look overall. Um, and, uh, they started, uh, publishing these Marvel Man stories. Um, so the slightly, uh, slightly, uh, altered backstory they gave to Marvel Man, um, was that, uh, instead of being a young boy named, uh, Billy Batson, he's a, uh, A a teenager
1: named named Willie Watson.
0: (laughs) Willie Watson. No, his his name is Mickey Moran. Which I mean, comics books. Yeah, it's comic. It's comics books. Um, he is also. I I I couldn't figure out. It says he's a reporter. He's a young reporter. So I'm assuming he's like a teen. Um. But in in later versions, he's an adult. Um, so I couldn't figure out in this original one like how young he was supposed to be necessarily. Um Well, you know how in the 50s teens had jobs. Yes, we I all mean, know this.
1: It, teens still have jobs, but like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um They change uh Freddie Freeman who was, uh, Billy's friend, who became Captain Marvel Jr., now, uh, becomes a teen named Dickie Dauntless, who has the- the superhero identity of young Marvel man. Uh, and then- (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, instead of having, like, a female character, um, like with Mary Marvel, they add- (laughs) A third, even younger one, um, where there's, like, a little nine-year-old kid named Johnny Bates who becomes Kid Marvel Man. So you have Marvel Man, Young Marvel Man, and Kid Marvel Man. (laughs) And, uh, they also change, um, I think, like, because this was sort of the aesthetic as we were entering the Silver Age, rather than getting their powers from a wizard, um, they get them from atomic science. Cool. <laughs> um, they, he, so Mickey Moran meets an astrophysicist um, who decides that uh, he is pure of heart and, you know, noble and courageous enough to be trusted with these, uh, super special atomic powers, where when he says the word Kimota, which is atomic, spelled backwards. gods, Um, he, uh, transforms into the super-powered hero, Marvel Man, who can you know, he's super strong and, 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 you know, can fly and he's invulnerable and all of the, you know, things that Captain Marvel did and Superman also did. Um, few, just, just, a, a few things about this. One, Kimoto is not as catchy a thing to say as Shazam. Yeah. Um, also, if, um, if a oh, a wizard gives you the power to turn from a child into a superpowered adult man, you're like, fine. That's magic. If an astrophysicist does it, you're like, hold on. I don't also astrophysicists don't really deal with like atomic energy, right? Astrophysicists? I mean, there's atomic energy out there. There's, I mean, yeah, there's atomic energy everywhere in, in all things. Um, it's not like a, like a nuclear physicist.
1: Maybe Um, he double
0: majored. That's, yeah, you know what? Maybe he, he could, he could wear a lot of different hats. Um, so Marvel Man, um, continued being published, um, I think through the early 60s. And, Like, was unique partly just because there were not a lot of, uh, like, original, I mean, original, um, but, like, British superheroes, um, so the fact that this was a character that was created in the UK as much as it was, you know, created, um, is, like, still sort of relevant in terms of, like, comics history, Um, most of the, uh, the original, like, Marvel Man adventures were, uh, from what I can tell, fairly standard kind of Silver Age stuff. You know, they went, they fought, like, wacky supervillains with wacky ray guns, and they, like, went to other planets, and they met robots, and they, you know, there would be, like, weird monsters, just, like, normal, you know, classic superhero things, like, things that Captain Marvel and Superman also did, and, uh, they had a a Marvel Man book, a Young Marvel Man book, and a Marvel Man family book, which featured, uh, all three of the, the Marvel men, um, and then, uh, in The late 50s, early 60s, um, a a few different things happened, like, kind of around the same time. One, um, the, uh, UK started allowing, like, comics to be imported from the US, so they wouldn't have to be reprinted in the UK anymore. So now people had access to American comics, and Marvel Man kind of fell out of favor with, like, uh, so much else on the market um and also uh Mick Anglo uh left the publishing company due to like creative differences um it was apparently not a very friendly split um and uh started uh trying to produce like his own Marvel Man stories like under a new name um and like there w- wasn't like a legal issue about it at this point there's there's going to be some legal issues um Fun. but looking uh, forward to it yeah mick anglo uh claimed that he owned the right to the character um so with uh All of that happening, um, Marvel Man finally stopped publishing, uh, in 1963, and the, uh, publishing company basically went under shortly after that. And then, uh, you know, and then Marvel Man is, uh, not super relevant, um, until... 1982, um, in a, uh, a anthology comic called Warrior that was also published in the UK, um, get, like, the, I'm not sure exactly how this happens, because from what I can tell, this guy just kind of decides to start publishing Marvel Man stories, and I guess... Since the original publishing company went under, he just can um... There was nobody left to sue. There was nobody left to stop him, um, but, uh, the editor, um, the, like, editor and owner of Warrior, um, was a, uh, a man named Derek Skin, uh, going by Dez, Dez Skin, who, uh, Contacted a few different people to see if they'd be interested in writing Marvel Man. Neither of them were, but one of them suggested to him, uh, Alan Moore. Uh, yes. Mr. Alan Moore himself, who, um, at the time, I believe this was one of his, like, early gigs. Because this was pre-Watchmen. Um, and I'm, uh, also pre, uh, uh, pre, what's the other one? Swamp Thing is the guy that I'm thinking of that we talked about recently. Um, and V for Vendetta, which he also wrote, was also published in Warrior around the same time. Um, so this was sort of, uh, one of Alan Moore's, you know, breakout superhero, like, stories where he would explore a lot of the same kind of, like, deconstructionist ideas that he, uh, would go on to, like, explore even further, uh, in Watchmen. Um, so, uh, Alan Moore gets this gig as this, uh, you know, writing this Marvel Man revival where he, uh, so... Okay, so Alan Moore is like, well, I wanna write, you know, kind of a modern, edgy, deconstructionist story. But I don't want to say that all of the original stories never happened, and this is all brand new stuff. Um, so how am I gonna reconcile all of the wacky adventures <laughs> that the Marvel Men went on, um, and the fact that they got <laughs> the power to turn into completely physically different people, um, from an astrophysicist with this story I want to tell. And he goes, okay, here's what happened. (laughs) Um, the existence of Marvel Man, um, is, uh, the brainchild of, like, a, a, Government mad scientist named Dr. Gargunza,
1: Gargunza Beans.
0: Yeah, Dr. Gargunza Beans, um, who ah uh, had used technology from a ah uh, crashed alien spacecraft um to create a system by which you could ah uh, build like a secondary body for somebody um a a super powered second body and store it in a sort of like hammer space kind of you know the extra dimensional thing uh and connect it to a specific person and when the specific person said a specific word the bodies would switch And the, uh, the con- the person's brain- not their brain, but their, you know, their ident- their consciousness would go into the new body, and their old body would just go hang out in the pocket dimension for a little bit. And then, if they said it again, they would switch back. Um, and, uh, so that's- that's the- that's- that's the explanation For how this is able to happen. Um. Mickey Moran. And his various compatriots. Were like early. Guinea pigs. Of this like military research project. Run by this mad scientist. Um. Where they were. I believe. Like kidnapped. As kids. Or teens. Um. And uh linked up with these bodies, and then kept in a, like, computer simulation, uh, that made them think that they were, uh, going on all these, like, wacky comic book style adventures. Hmm. Um, so that, that's, that's the new story. Um, and, uh, the, like, The Alan Moore version, I think, starts out with, uh, Mickey Moran as an adult having kind of, like, weird dreams about this, like, superhero experience. Um, and then eventually he, like, remembers what happened. He, like, reawakens his, uh, Marvel Man powers. Um... He's also, like, he's married and his wife is pregnant and there's a whole, like, storyline where, like, a bunch of people are, like, trying to get to his daughter because they think she might have, like, superpowers. Um. A a thing
1: notoriously short in any universe.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, it's also, um revealed that, uh, young Marvel Man, uh, died when the, uh, the government attempted to, like, terminate this program, um, they were meant to all die, uh, but Marvel Man survived and just lost his memory, um, and, uh, kid Marvel Man also survived, um, but his, uh, alter ego like the the superhero personality um went nuts and became a supervillain. um so that's like the bi- the big bad of the alan moore version is you know the kid sidekick um turned extremely evil uh and in like the big like Well, the big bad is also the Mad Scientist. I guess there's, you know, there's a lot of evil in the world. Um, There's, uh, like, a big battle uh, in London uh, against, you know, Kid Miracle Man. um, And then uh, they defeat him and he turns back into, you know, the little kid who, like, did not have control over what was happening. Um, and, uh, Marvel Man, sadly, he's sad, and also it's sad, kills this child so that, uh, Kid Miracle Man can't come back and kill a bunch of people again. Uh, or Kid Marvel Man, they're not Miracle Man yet. Sorry, hold on.
1: (laughs) Um. (laughs) Getting ahead of ourselves.
0: Yeah. Um, there's, like... Also, like, stuff with, like, you know, different alien races. Um, there's, like, a, uh, Marvel woman who's introduced, um... Diversity win. Diversity win. Um, They took out there's... a female character and then added one back in. <laughs> so it all worked out. Um, so, at some point during all this... Um, Marvel Comics goes like, hey, you can't call your guy Marvel, man. <laughs> um, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna confuse people. Um, so they, uh, reprint a bunch of the stories and rename the character Miracle Man. Um, and obviously, you know, the associated characters like Young Miracle Man and Kid Miracle Man and Miracle Woman. Um, And then, uh, after, um, Alan Moore leaves the series, um, because of creative differences with, uh, Skin, um, and, uh, he, I'm not, I can't, I, I can't remember if Alan Moore asks Neil Gaiman to take it over or if Neil Gaiman asked Alan Moore if he could take over writing it. But regardless, Neil Gaiman takes over the series, um, around the same time that he's writing, like, the, the first issues of Sandman, like, they're, they're coming out at, like, pretty much concurrently, um, so he takes over the series, um, along with artist, uh, Mark Buckingham, uh, and they plan out, like, three arcs titled, uh, The Golden Age, The Silver Age, and The Dark Age, uh, and they have, like, the stories planned out, um, obviously, given that they, you know, have, like, the, the names and the vibe for them and everything, and they publish, uh, I believe they publish the Golden Age arc, um, And then, uh, they publish two issues of the Silver Age arc. Uh, and then (laughs) the publisher goes bankrupt. Um, so this is after, like, it's being published by an American publisher that licensed the rights to the character called Eclipse Comics, who goes bankrupt in 1994. Um and like the the story of this is the the story of the comic that they're building off of is um it's like okay so after Miracle Man <laughs> defeats uh Kid Miracle Man, uh he basically creates like a new utopian society of which he is pretty much a god. Um Is and, that a utopia? Well, t- t- I guess that's really the question that the comic seeks to ask. Um, and so uh, from from what I could tell, like the golden age arc follows largely like various, just kind of like random people like living in this society. Um, as well as like some of what uh miracle man is like, you know, thinking and and conflicted about um he's like is it right to be a god (laughs) um and then uh some of the stuff that was happening in like the silver age arc seemed like extremely wild where it was like young marvel man was like conflicted about whether marvel miracle man sorry they're miracle men now young miracle man was conflicted about whether miracle man was doing the right thing. And then like a, a, a weird, it's like Miracle Woman becomes convinced that young Miracle Man has like romantic feelings for Miracle Man and uh, convinces Miracle Man of this and says like, goes like, yeah, you should like try to like make a move on him. And then young Miracle Man is like, What the fuck? And runs off. And that's where, like, the last issue that came out ended with that happening. Um, Neil, I, Neil, why? There's a lot, there's a lot going on there, Neil. Um, so, okay. So, I, I know this is a roller coaster. I know. Um, I, I. I said it would be. So, this publishing company goes bankrupt. Um Todd McFarlane, um a comics creator who is uh most well known for creating Spawn, but who is uh done a bunch of other stuff. Um purchases like Eclipse's various like copyrights and trademarks. Um so, he goes, uh, great, I own Miracle Man now, um, Miracle Man's gonna show up and Spawn. Um, Neil I mean, Gaiman- I what else would you do? Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, Neil Gaiman sues him because Eclipse had an agreement where, like, the characters were partially owned- by Eclipse and partially owned by the like writers and artists. So Neil Gaiman goes like, actually, you don't have the rights to put Miracle Man in your stuff. And he's also suing him because this is like maybe the better known part of this lawsuit. Neil Gaiman has an extremely extended legal battle with Todd McFarlane in like the early 2000s, um, partly over this and partly over the fact that Neil Gaiman had written a couple issues of Spawn and introduced some new characters. Uh, and then after Neil Gaiman left, Todd McFarlane continued using the characters that Neil Gaiman created. And Neil was like, that wasn't in our agreement. I hold the rights to those characters. And Todd McFarlane was like, no, this was a work-for-hire contract. Like, I own the rights to the characters. Um, and it, becomes like an extremely drawn out legal battle over this. Um which Neil Gaiman eventually wins. Um on uh on the Miracle Man side, it eventually comes to light. The court eventually decides that actually the person who owns the rights to Miracle Man is in fact Mick Anglo. The guy who came up with the original Marvel... Again, not came up with the Marvel Man concept, but, like, came up with the name Marvel Man and the Marvel Man rebrand. So, actually, nobody since then has had the rights to the character. So, Todd McFarlane does not own Miracle Man. Um, then... That's wild. (laughs) Yeah. So, then... Marvel buys the rights from Mick Anglo. So Miracle Man belongs to Marvel now. I believe still being called Miracle Man. Um so that happens in like <laughs> that happens in like the late 2000s and then since then they've like tried a few times to kind of relaunch the series. They've like republished a lot of the, like, original material, like the Alan Moore comics, um, and, uh, had a couple times announced their intention to, uh, continue with, like, new Miracle Man stories, um, and, like, on multiple occasions, um, they ended up running into, like, some various legal issues. I can't imagine why when the history is so clear-cut and (laughs) untangled. Um, but, uh, finally, like, 10 years after they originally bought the rights, and like, 25 years after, um, the, uh, probably probably closure to the 30 years now, um, the character had, like, last made an appearance. Last year, they, uh, released a, there was, like, a, a one-shot, uh, called Timeless, which, like, featured Kang the Conqueror, like, going through, like, different, you know, eras of, of Marvel history, um, in which, like, on, The final page, he's like, oh yes, the most important piece of the puzzle that I have yet to decipher. And he like pulls out a journal that has the Miracle Man logo on it. Um and this year, uh this summer, Marvel announced that finally Neil Gaiman and Mark Buckingham would be finishing the Miracle Man story that they stopped writing when Eclipse Comics went bankrupt in, like, 1994.
1: I wonder how that is to, like, get back into it. Do they remember where they were going?
0: I mean, I'm I'm hopeful they wrote it down somewhere. There was, like, definitely, like, there were bits and pieces of the sort of unpublished issues floating around for a little while. Um, so there was some stuff that they had written that just didn't get published. I don't know how far ahead they actually wrote. I don't know if it's all in, you know, some Bible or something.
1: Um... It's in a, it's in a journal with the Miracle Man logo on it. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: And then they were like, where'd our journal go? Oh, Kang the Conqueror took it. Ah, shoot. Dang. Ah, He knows how our comic's gonna go. Um, so, yeah. Literally last month, Miracle Man, The Silver Age, issue three, was published by Marvel Comics. Um, after this completely bizarre journey.
1: This legally fraught journey. Yeah. Um,
0: so, that all being said, I, I think it, like, it feels like, Not quite as big a deal now, um, because, you know, Alan Moore went on to write, like, Watchmen, um, you know, which became, like, the definitive, you know, kind of superhero deconstruction story, um, and then, you know, him and Neil Gaiman and Grant Morrison were all at DC doing uh, uh, Sandman and Animal Man and Shade the Changing Man and Swamp Thing Man, um, so, like, there have been a, uh, vast array of, uh, dark deconstructionist superhero stories since, you know, Miracle Man was published and ones that you like don't need like a legal degree to figure out like how to read them and like what is going on with the actual title um (laughs) but it still like predates most of those things so I think it's like it's it's a very I mean as other people have noted and probably why like you know, Marvel was excited about getting to publish it, is, like, it is, like, a pretty significant piece of comics history, um, I mean, partly, again, because it's, like, one of the few, like, superhero stories that primarily came out of the UK, um, because it was, like, you know, Alan Moore's kind of first superhero work. It was, like, one of Neil Gaiman's, like, Only kind of like superhero stories because Sandman is not really that. Um, he's written some kind of like one shot things for like Batman and stuff, but like not, you know, something that he had like this much creative control over. Um, and it, it sort of like set up a lot of stuff in terms of what ended up happening, you know, in the 80s and 90s with edgy superhero reimaginings. Um, so it's, uh, it's pretty wild. It's pretty whack stuff. Yeah, I was
1: just over here like, mm," the whole time, I mean, like, not so audibly, but, like, my brain was just, like, crunching. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I... There's so much, there's so much happening.
0: There's so much. That's how I felt. I mean, you could probably tell in me trying to explain it that because i I knew some of this. I was like, okay, it changed from Marvel Man to Miracle Man because Marvel sued them, and also it was ba- that's also funny that it's a character based on Captain Marvel, who had to change his name because of Marvel and then Marvel also had a character named Captain Marvel and then Miracle Man had to change his name to Miracle Man because of Marvel and now he's a Marvel character. It's <laughs> just really just just a lot. Just a lot going on. But yeah, I um I was struggling trying to wrap my mind around a lot of it. <laughs> like yesterday while I was reading articles, I was like, "Oh, um yeah, did you um <laughs> Anything else you want us to bring up?
1: Uh, no, not really. I didn't read any comics because um, work is weird right now. I'm, like, working six days a week, so was my only day off. So I'm like, I gotta run my errands. I still have to do laundry right after this, but boy, howdy, all I want to do is take a nap. I'm um, like, I gotta do laundry. I gotta make dinner. <laughs> gotta edit podcast, and then you can just sleep. You fine. can. I believe in you. Thank you, I appreciate it. Did you read anything?
0: Um, I did not. There were some things announced, um, over the weekend. There was, like, a Comic-Con in Brazil, I think, um, where there was some new stuff being premiered. They released a, uh, a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, um, and... It's very, like, ooh, this, this is the, this is the serious emotional one. Like, this is the conclusion to the trilogy, and they're all gonna get sad. Um, which, I, I'm like, boy, it's really, it's really all gotta be, it's all gotta be big and dramatic now.
1: It's just gotta be like that, I guess. It's
0: just gotta be like that. Um, It did, it did show briefly the High Evolutionary, which did make me go, like, oh, we should talk about the High Evolutionary at some point, because that's whack. I hate that guy. hate that guy. He's gonna be in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and apparently they, like, showed a promo for Loki Season 2, but that has not made it to the internet yet that I've seen. Um... And what was it? There was another thing. Oh, I think the other thing I was thinking of was there was an Indiana Jones trailer for the new Indiana Jones, but that's not comic books. Um,
1: There's a new Indiana Jones?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Harrison Ford is back and he is so old, his old, old bones, but he is still going to use his whip and jump on cars. I let this man rest please let him just take a nap um there's um also um maybe maybe i came across this at some point earlier and just misread it because i don't know how this wouldn't have entered my brain but hbo max is doing a dead boy detectives tv show um which somehow at no point over the past like several months uh, when I was reading a bunch of Dead Boy Detective stuff, did not cross my path until, like, today, when I was like, oh, there's a new comics miniseries coming out this month. Like, oh, oh I think, what day is that? And I googled Dead Boy Detectives 2022 and just got a bunch of casting announcements. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> um, so apparently that's going to, I mean, I guess who knows if it's actually going to happen with the state of things. Um, but if it does, you will hear about it. Um, oh, and also DC released a, um, like a teaser poster for Blue Beetle. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's got my friend Da on it. Um, and just like, coming 2023. Um, I really, I am... Trying to put all my energy into manifesting one blue beetle movie exists, and then two blue beetle movie good
1: <laughs> <laughs> two very important manifestations yes
0: i'm I'm like i'm try I'm trying. I don't want to jinx it. I'm trying to be optimistic because apparently they did do some like early test screenings um and the response was very positive. so I'm hoping that means that they're not going to want to kill it, but I don't want to be too sure, um, I, I just, (laughs) it's so important, my son is so important, so that's, um, I just, just really, just really trying, (laughs) trying to, to manifest, um, I think that's everything, uh, if you want to keep up with us, Capes and Japes, see when we post new episodes, you can follow us at Capes and Japes, um, on Twitter or Tumblr or Instagram or Facebook or any combination of those. Um, if you want to send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com, you can. If you have, uh, you know, comments or questions, um... Or you want to try to explain the Miracle Man legal situation to us, um, I will take it. Um, we have a Discord server, um, that, uh, everyone is, is welcome to join, um, to come hang out with us. We are both around in it pretty much all the time. So come say hi. Uh, we have a Patreon if you want to support us on there, Um, things have been kind of hectic in terms of, uh, bonus episodes, in case, uh, you could not tell from the fact that, uh, Briar is working six days a week, and I spent two weeks talking about how I had a a friend staying with me. Um, and also, you know, it's December, and there's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, I know this isn't a good pitch to to our Patreon- um but there's a lot of stuff already
1: there, there even is if a- it hasn't even if it's been a bit of a quiet uh two
0: months yes there is plenty of stuff on the Patreon if you want to join the Patreon by the time you listen to all of the old stuff there will definitely be new stuff um God's I hope <laughs> So um yet yeah, if you you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to help out the show. Um, if you want to leave a rating and review, we really, really appreciate that. Um, telling a friend about the show, if you think they might want to hear about it. If you have a friend who you think is interested in just, like, wacky comic book ownership struggles, um, tell them to check it out. <laughs> um, and just just coming back and joining us as you have done once again. So thank you for being with us on this episode of Capes and Japes. I've been Olivia. I have been Briar. And as always, Captain Marvel. Shit,
1: no, Marvel Man. Shit, no, Miracle Man. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. yes. Copyrighted. TM, 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 TM.
0: Yes, of course. Uh